Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Coming at you from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're talking, uh, well, we're gonna we're actually going to hit some uh, some serious stuff sure. um, in light of uh, national events. And not making light of national not, events. No, not making in, light. In, in light. light of <laughs> national events. Uh, uh, we what, thought, who are we kidding? We'll probably make light of it a little bit. Maybe not, not, not the event. Not the event. That's we'll, true. We'll, we'll, but we'll at we'll, least try to be happy. And I don't know. We're talking about mourning. And we are talking about mourning <laughs> and dealing with with uh, with you know tragic national events and whatnot. So, but you guys can't guess what that what what, what we're getting at. Yeah, we're being all cagey about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not I mean not intentionally or anything. But no. So, anyways, how yeah. you doing, Dan? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? You got a thing? I do. Um, let's see. Where should I start? Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with the Pope. Oh, the Pope. The Pope. The newest, the, the new Pope. The new, new, new Pope. New Pope on the block. Yeah. Pope on a yeah. rope. Not, not, like, Pope 2. <laughs> you know, Pope, Coke, Coke, yeah. Classic Coke. Yeah, exactly. Classic Pope. And well, we actually have that right now. Yeah, this is kind of Pope we classic. classic. Sure. Well, well, no, I mean we have the one who's oh, who's, who's been retired for right, a minute. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens with with new pope. We'll see. All right. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, you know, there's just been all this fervor about just oh my god, Pope Francis, Pope Francis. He's just what's he gonna do fantastic. next? We don't know. Just this new brand of popiness. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, he uh, he's announced to uh, Vatican um, employees. That um, that that he's going to be redirecting the traditional bonus <laughs> that they receive uh, upon the appointment of a new pontiff. They get a bonus that, uh, when there's a new pontiff. Uh-huh. Uh, traditionally, uh, the new pontiff with the, the 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 arrival of a new pontiff, they uh, they they get five hundred euro. Oh, um, and because uh, yeah, they probably have to work extra hard that that week, yeah. that month, and and when when a pope dies, um, they they traditionally get a thousand euro, oh. which would relate to thirteen hundred dollars for for the fa- for the death, and then about six uh, six hundred fifty dollars, right? Um, when when a new when when the successor has been appointed, so right? total you get about fifteen hundred euro because usually yeah. you don't yeah. get a new pope unless the old pope dies. So right, like exactly. usually it's like a ba boom, you get a whole a whole you, you bonus. You just get a big chunk of money and blah blah blah. Well, he's decided that that just that keeping in line with his idea of a poor church that it just <laughs> that maybe they should be redirecting that money for the employees on their behalf to charity. <laughs> this guy's a douche of a boss. I'd hate to have this guy for a boss. He's, he, wait, but I, here's the question: Does it make him a bad boss but a good pope? Because that's that's nice. One and the same. <laughs> a good pope <laughs> does tend to be a bad boss. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I mean, okay. Here's. Yeah, you know that some of those that's people had already they, they already had like they'd already picked out the flat screen TV. They yeah. Were getting, exa- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They were they were planning their vacation and that this was you know what help pay donate for. your own salary to the charity don't no donate. kidding yeah. no kidding this, this is, is this is a tradition this is like they were expecting it yeah I mean it is party time when a pope dies I mean they know they're getting money <laughs> <laughs> well here's the deal I mean it's like 
sure, change, say, okay, so say, by the way, everybody, at my death, there will be, we're not, after after this one, we're not doing the, the bonus thing anymore. Sure. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. I know you were expecting this one, so here it is. Yeah. But well, after this. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, yeah. he's, yeah. yeah, he needs to. He, yeah. He's not making friends right now. You know, his, if, if he employees. if he really believes that uh, the church needs to be giving more, take like some of those stupid things that you know the big cro- the big crook that he walks around with. Yeah. Sell that thing on eBay. The Pieta. They could sell the Pieta. <laughs> what is it doing? It's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. It's just sitting there. Yeah, they, they've got all this like artwork. Yeah, well, sell it off. Yeah. Someone would buy it. Somebody wants the real Pieta. Sure, sure. Not the cut down the chapel off the Sistine and uh, the, 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 ceiling. the ceiling off the Sistine Chapel yeah. and sell that like a Banksy. There you go. Yeah. Boom. It's done. That's, that's, that's millions. Money in the bank. For, 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 the, for the poor. For the Money poor. Money for the poor. So they don't have to be poor anymore. Just start selling shit off. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. I've been through that museum. And I know they're holding back too pretty stuff yeah it's and it's tons of it too yeah you know what he should do he should grab all of the stuff because he he likes to you know dress a little less fancy Mm -hmm. he likes to be a little more you know moderate in in how Mm -hmm. he looks and stuff he should start selling benedict's shit yeah benedict all was was super fancy yeah or 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 just 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 start confiscating all of benedict's old like gold-laden clothing and just like auction that shit off right. or they could open like a hard rock cafe that just has like all the garb from past popes the the sotheby's could open up a whole a whole <laughs> whole chain of offshoot shops. offshoot right in right in the, the vatican and just oh yeah auction everything oh, off. do that too. straight yeah. straight through yeah I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, was... what, what would you call the hard rock cafe the the catholic version of the hard rock cafe the, no, the hard knocks cafe. The, the hard. Pon- no, that doesn't make sense. Pontifical. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, hard, hard, the, hard belief, hard, hard, hard to believe cafe. <laughs> we got nothing. We got yeah, nothing. Sorry, I opened it, it was, up. You, you opened I, it with nothing in mind. Yeah, That's the problem. Yeah, and you threw it to me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the one who just <laughs> comes up with shit. So hard to believe. Cafe, that's what I can. It's as good as we got at this point. (laughs) All right. Well, fine. I'm going to switch to Jews then. Since we got nothing for the Catholics, I'm switching to the Jews. Specifically, one Jew. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy is um, Rabbi Michael Broid. Broidy. I don't know how to say his name. B-R-O-Y-D-E. He's a rabbi of of some renown uh, in in this country. And was even set to go and... uh, and and become the the next chief rabbi of the United Kingdom. Oh, now chief rabbi is an interesting, uh, is an interesting title, title. In especially considering that this, it's not really anything. It doesn't. There's no centralized rabbinical uh, uh, organization within sure. within the Church of of of, the, of Judaism. Right. So chief rabbi genuinely doesn't mean anything except that a bunch of other rabbis think he's pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Which is all that means. But Okay. Okay. Uh anyway, he was set to become chief rabbi of the United Kingdom. Wow. Well, it just came out that um he, he, 
So he's he's a he's a modern Orthodox uh, rabbi. Hmm. He apparently has one of the ways that he's gained some renown is by other rabbis, uh, you know, talking about what he's written, what he's done, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the rabbis that has commented on on his work is a rabbi named Herschel Goldwasser. Okay. Who is him? <laughs> he made up... His two identities? He made up a guy okay. so that he could comment on his own shit and so that he could get onto listservs of, like, more liberal uh, oh. uh, Judaism uh, sites. Yeah, okay. So he's been, like, basically sort of sneak spying... And commenting and, and, you know, start, you know, getting conversations going. I don't think he had, like, nefarious right uh, reasons for doing this. Okay. But I love the fact that he just made up this other rabbi so that he could sneak around and see what the, the liberal rabbis are doing. Yeah. And, oh. What mean, does the Torah say about that? Uh <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's that that one's covered in in other rabbinical texts, <laughs> not specifically the Torah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he 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 got uh he got exposed recently. Oh, that's too bad. And and then had a big mea culpa. I don't what whatever the Hebrew version of the phrase mea culpa is. He he wrote he wrote a, <laughs> a blog post. Well, it's a you know it's a sort of a Latin. Uh, it feels more Catholic to say mea culpa. Yeah. So, I don't know. It probably has a <laughs> in it somewhere. My fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I probably shouldn't have done this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You guys need to see the shoulder gesturing yeah. that we're doing as we do that. <laughs> What's Yiddish for oops? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Only in Yiddish. Yeah, yeah. So All the right. so yeah, the, he uh, yeah he wrote. There were many a fine reasons for creating this pseudonym, and, <laughs> and this one was suggested to us many years ago. Basically, we were told that given the level of unpleasant discourse in our Orthodox Jewish community, some things just need to be said pseudonym pseudonymously. I don't know pseudonymously. I guess. I've never heard the adverbial form of that. Hmm, interesting. All right. But yet it does strike me as somehow inappropriate for me, and I particularly <laughs> regret joining any professional organization pseudonymously. Uh, I publicly express here my apologies to those who were deceived by my pseudonymous action writing. Aww. Oh, poor guy. So he, th- he doesn't get to be the chief I don't rabbi know. now? I don't know what happens now. I think now... Everyone has some deep thinking to do. Yeah, huh? About what 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 you do what with to that. do with him? That's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. I think now uh, Rabbi Herschel Goldwasser gets to be chief. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? You know, sure. That he, guy has had a lot. He's had of, a lot to say. He's had a lot of very interesting things to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is. No, no. Well, we just met him. We yeah. just found out. Oh, and apparently he was doing this with quote a friend. Who also used this this Herschel Goldwasser character, mm. uh, but he is protecting the identity of this friend. Oh, well, that's nice. Because that friend apparently is even higher up than he <gasps> is. Scun dun dun! It's the Pope, <laughs> chief. The, he's the chief rabbi. Yeah, 
So who who's higher than the chief rabbi? Nobody. There's not even chief rabbi isn't even higher than regular rabbi in real in reality. It's just like who gets who it's just street cred. <laughs> it's just it's just who has, you know. Okay. All right. I That's think fine. any rabbi can start calling himself chief rabbi and and, and what is anybody going to say about it? There's no hierarchy here. Right. Okay. <clears throat> But okay. boy, if a woman rabbi starts to try and pray at that wall, you'll see some hammers come down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, well, I've got an interesting story. Um, it better be interesting. About um, this. This is coming to us from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Believe my, it or not, one of my favorite newspapers. I know they're, they're good. The, the Post Dispatch is really, really fine, good. fine yeah. publication. Um, and uh, mainly, I guess the point is that it's coming from St. Louis. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, the uh, there is a group of pastors in East St. Louis, Illinois. Mm. Um, East St. Louis, Illinois. Yes, St. Louis, Illinois. Okay. Yes. Okay. So across the river, right from St. Louis. Missouri. Missouri. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, um, so they are um, sort of, well, they're all up in arms. Why? Um, because the city is, um, is use, has an annual, or is introducing an annual uh, fee um, to help raise revenue for maintenance of, um, uh, I'm sorry, for um, safety inspections. For, for for their buildings. Okay. Um, which is a standard thing that businesses have to pay. Right. Um, it's not just a... Fr- the city has to somehow cover this. And so if they're showing up to do safety inspections. Like, sure. You know, you fire safety and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, OSHA. I, maybe. Or something. I don't know. This, <laughs> the, the steps to this day, this are not... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah exactly. I have no clue what that could possibly be. But anyways, um, so it's a standard city council, um, um, fee mm-hmm. or, or city fee that the, that they, that they levy on, on all the businesses. Well, they're extending it to also, uh, reach out to the churches and nonprofits <gasps> in the community. You can't. Because it's a hundred dollars a year. No. And the churches feel like they should be exempt because this is clearly a tax <laughs> and, how dare you try to tax us? Is yeah. their attitude. Yeah, I guess. Separation of church and state, they're saying. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You're still you're still a building in the city. There's, yeah. there's no separation of that. Yeah. I guess I guess in like the last few decades, it's been slowly but surely all sort of like city municipal uh fees. That, that were ever charged to churches and church buildings and all that kind of stuff have just disappeared. Oh, of um, course. Because times were good, and, well, why not? Right. right? Oh, and, oh um, they're so nice. Yeah, they do a lot for the community is That's... the justification. Right. Right. Because other other organizations don't do a lot for the no. community. No, clearly not. No, no. Um, and uh, so, so, yeah. Dumb. 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 It's a hundred dollars, <laughs> and it's just paying for something that they need. So, but there was a. Um, I do like this. They felt some. I, I I forget who it was, but they they were like trying to come up with a compromise, and they were like, "Well, why can't we just self inspect <laughs> our buildings for safety?" I looked around. Looks pretty good to me. That would be a nice way to save a hundred dollars. You know what they should do? They should just pray. 
that nobody gets hurt. That it's going to be safe. Yeah, yeah. At least once a year, instead, you can either pay the hundred dollars and the city will inspect it. Yeah, or, or the whole congregation has to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, <laughs> please bless that big pile of chairs that's blocking the fire exit in case of fire please have everybody run the other direction you're not thinking right about this frank <laughs> you just don't have a fire no because clearly they're gonna have a fire i've seen plenty of churches <laughs> burn down yeah that's true did you read about the one guy the 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 pastor somewhere in the midwest or or the south somewhere i don't remember where who said something about may god strike me strike me down or something like that and then and then lightning instantly hit the hit the church something happened yeah that's that's amazing i read about it on the internet it must have it had to be true it sounds sounds true it sounds totally true anyway some quotes from the meeting um let's see um we um one, one one of the pastors in the uh audience at this city council meeting because they knew it was coming. Right. right. So the, all these pastors like packed the meeting and, uh, and they go, why do you want to tax God's house? One pastor boomed. Churches are struggling. This is a new, this is a low blow. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If, I you, see, can't, if you can't muster a hundred bucks. Yeah. I see the condition of the city and it hurts my heart. Said another. But, oh, it but hurt- to come after the church. That's not right. Oh, it's coming after the church. Come after the church to make us have to pay for a service that's provided? <laughs> Dear God, what is this world coming to? Yeah, make all the atheists pay for this. <laughs> Honestly. You know, it's funny. A lot of people really piss and moan. A lot of atheists really piss and moan about about churches not paying taxes and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's a nonprofit None of the nonprofits pay taxes. I get that. Church I do I do understand pissing and moaning about churches not having to like disclose their financials the way other nonprofits do. That's totally that's utter bullshit. Uh-huh. And I get that. But you know, if they don't have to pay taxes, as long as there are nonprofits that don't have to pay taxes, I get churches being part of that group. Uh, that makes sense okay. to me. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not as up in arms about it as everybody. But here's another good quote from the or uh, oh. actually this isn't even a quote uh one of the pastors asked how much it would cost to train a member of his congregation to get the proper building inspection certification uh-huh. and he was told that it would be uh, somewhere between 500 and a thousand dollars right so they're not going to save any money here no uh, but even such inspections would not satisfy safety standards he was also told so well there you go well, pastors, <laughs> they just, they don't want to have to pay. They don't. You know what that could cut down? You know what Churches that does? Churches are bad citizens of communities. That, that means, no. That's what, that's what I'm seeing here. They're, they're freeloaders. Oh, they're freeloaders. Freeloaders. But, but, but let me tell you, let me take their side for just a moment and point out mm-hmm. that that is the entire spring picnic canceled. A hundred dollars? That's not paying for the spring picnic. How many congregants do they have? Sixty-two, <laughs> and they and it's a potluck. Oh. oh, okay. It's just to rent the pavilion at the mm. at the park. I don't know. They anyway, can, they can hold it in their in their fellowship hall. They need to do that. Mm. Yeah, mm. which is not safe, by the way. It needs to be inspected. It needs to be inspected. <laughs> <laughs> There's 
rafters are going to start yeah. falling at yeah. any moment. Uh, right. So I got a thing. Um, we talked uh, a while ago about uh, Jessica Alquist, who was the uh, the teenage girl who who um, who fought the prayer yeah. thing being hung in the thing. Yeah, yeah. I got another. I got another one of those. Oh, okay. it's the next Jessica Alquist. Ooh, who is she? High school senior Caitlin Campbell. Ooh, Caitlin. Okay. Uh, her. So she she's uh, she's from West Virginia, and uh-huh. she she was going to high school, and uh, apparently. They had the, her school had this uh, speaker Pam Stenzel, uh, who apparently goes around the country giving giving these talks, uh-huh. advocating abstinent an abstinence only approach to uh, to seen teen sexuality, of which of course that's common, highly successful. Oh well. yeah, it works works really really well. <laughs> well, in in fairness to her, if the kids practice abstinence, mm-hmm. it does work. They won't. Mm. They won't they get won't, pregnant. They won't be and they won't get yeah. any STIs or sure. STDs, whichever. As you long as you can convince teenagers not. to not have sex, right? And that seems like a, a totally reasonable thing to, <laughs> to believe you can do. <laughs> Apparently, this Pam Stencil character is actually takes this to the nth degree, and is actually. It sounds like she's a total bitch about it. The whole thing. Why did she? Why she's she, that's, apparently that's, that's uh, a big word to throw around. Dan. Apparently, uh, she allegedly told students, "If you take birth control, your mother probably hates you." How, how does how does that? I don't know how that because it means you're a slut. <laughs> she also said, "I can, no, no, okay." She said, "I can look any of any one of you in the eyes right now and tell you if you're going to be promiscuous." Ew, she is gross. She's totally gross. She's gross. The whole thing is about making, trying to make people squirm. It's about slut shaming. Yeah, is what it's about, yeah. and that's what our 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 hero Caitlin has a problem with. Okay, so she she went to the local media, and uh, she started and she uh, she wrote a thing or something like that. What did mm-hmm. she do? Anyway, she went to the local media and she 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 basically protested this and said, you know. We need comprehensive sexual uh, sex ed right. for for students. This is not going to work. We know it doesn't work. Right. Apparently, her her principal uh, sat her down. Oh no! And uh, and said and said um, basically threatened her just because <laughs> she said he said how would you feel if I called your college and told them what a bad character you have and what a backstabber <gasps> you are. What? Yeah. What? I'm saying. That's not... Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. So now what is she doing? She's, she's not backing down. Story. She's She's not... Yeah, now... And she's like, guess what she, he said to Right, me. exactly. <laughs> Good for her. Exactly. So Good for her. Yeah, she's on her way. I mean, she, so she's already been accepted to college and stuff, so she's... She, hopefully, this... I mean, you'd think a college would be able to go, okay, we like her now. Yeah. We want her even more. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But oh, yeah, she cool. she was uh she was very upset about this whole thing. As am I. This why can't why can't we just actually like know what we know we know? You know what I mean? Which is to say, we know that abstinence only sex ed does not prevent teen pregnancy. Right, but you live in reality, Dan. I know. And I'm saying. that's not where the Christian parents <laughs> want to be. 
They don't want they don't want to hear about your reality. They don't want to hear about mm-hmm. how long it's failed. It what about the time what about the one time that it worked? Right. What about that one kid that actually didn't have sex? Oh, that poor kid. He wanted to. He really <laughs> wanted to, but he couldn't. Oh. oh. He just knew. He just knew. That's right. He had he wore his 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 purity ring. He knew and that if he kissed that girl with her with her shirt off, that she was getting pregnant. That's right. He knew it, so he just stayed away. He knew that he, if, if he even smelled a boob, he'd be in trouble. Hell. Hell. Hellbound, that Sp- kid. Yeah, who cares about pregnancy and, and, and STDs? And Hell awaits. Can, can we back up just a second? Sure. Smelled a boob? I just, <laughs> is that a thing? I'm amazed that you went, went past that. I, glad we went back. Yeah. Just saying. He didn't know. He, do, he didn't know what, 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 what it was all about. He's never done it. Right. Yeah. It's one thing you could do, I guess. You could sniff a boob. Your boobs smell so good. <laughs> oh my god, they smell so good. <laughs> I just I don't want to touch him. Can I just sniff him? <laughs> oh, oh I God. just creeped the whole world out. <laughs> as long as as long as he's not doing that in his twenties and thirties, oh, oh, he'll be fine. Uh, he'll 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 muddle through somehow. Yes, indeed. I just found an update to this story, by the way. Wellesley College, which is the college she was uh, she was uh, planning on attending. Mm-hmm tweeted caitlin campbell wellesley is excited to welcome you this fall oh excellent nice cool good well tweet. done good tweet. well done way to use twitter fuck you principal douchebag <laughs> take that <sighs> all right she should have just picked up the phone and handed it to him mm-hmm. i mean apparently he was so mean that he made her cry oh my god but she because she i mean she's a teenager what are you gonna do but yeah if somebody to all of you students out there yeah. if your principal's being that big a douche column on it yeah and then get some press yeah yep 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 yep. good stuff all right well hey dan mm-hmm. you like mcdonald's don't you <laughs> occasionally yeah occasionally i'll go and have me a mcsomething or other yeah right yeah well apparently um our our, our muslim um brothers and sisters mm-hmm. they 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 like mcdonald's too oh good it's um, not halal well, there are two uh, McDonald's restaurants in Dearborn, Michigan. They're the only two in the United States that have halal items on oh. their menu. Oh, great. Well, that is when they do have halal items <laughs> for their items that are on the menu. Is it? Wait, are you saying that it's like the McRib? Halal comes... Halal <laughs> is back at McDonald's. <laughs> no. It's like how... It is kind of like McRib in the sense that there's no rib in the McRib. So we're saying... So there's no halal in the... In the halal. In the McHalal. Um, now, apparently, the, a lot of the time... And... and, and they were the, just labeling it halal and not... There actually. were times when they just didn't have a halal McNugget. And they needed... <laughs> they needed... To sell a McNugget <laughs> to a woman in a hijab. And so they what are you gonna do? just gave her a McNugget. You slip her a McNugget. Here's, here's the thing. I mean, clearly this McDonald's understands that their beliefs are stupid. 
And uh, so they're well, just. I don't know. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I don't. I mean, that, yeah, that's bad. But then yeah, again, it's bad. You've got a you've got a worker who's making eight dollars an hour if they're an assistant manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you expect them to like care yeah. about whether or not they're delivering halal properly. I know, but Judge Kathleen McDonald approved the settlement. A, a, ju- a settlement. The, the judge was named McDonald. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Approved a settlement, a, a $700,000 settlement Whoa! Um, between McDonald's and some members of the Muslim community. Um, Hell yeah, you're going to sue. Yeah. You, you smell whiff of that and it's oh, McDonald's? Yeah. You, it's pie, McDonald uh-huh. money? Yeah, you're going to sue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I actually, though, I was kind of, I mean, you know, I mean, what do you know about halal? I didn't really know that much. I just always thought it was basically the same thing as kosher, right? And it uh, basically kind of is. Yeah, it's it's very similar. I, it's very I, similar. I mean, there's there's rules about how things need to be slaughtered and how things need to... They, they can still eat meat, but there's there's a lot of rules about it. Yeah. So these are the things that are strictly forbidden. Okay. Very clearly, and everybody understands this. Pork. Yes, right. Blood. Okay. Uh, animals slaughtered in the name of anyone but Allah. Oh, okay. Okay. So you, just, if you slaughter it in the name of your cousin Joe, not halal. Not halal. That would be haram, actually, <laughs> uh, which is bad. Haram mm. means, what does haram Forbidden. mean? For something like that. I can't remember what a haram. The opposite of the of, of halal is haram. Okay. Mm. So it's bad for you. Ha- halal means lawful or approved of. It means, yeah, something along those lines. Um, carrion. Oh. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't eat the dead carcass of an animal. Uh, there, there are no Muslim uh, buzzards. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. An animal that has been strangled or beaten to death, <laughs> killed by a fall, oh. gored to death, savaged by a beast of prey, unless finished off by a human. Oh. Wait, so so you have to eat all of the the that lion's leftovers, or it's not okay. Well, I think they mean like killed. Oh, okay. finished off. Oh, okay. So so the lion injured it. It's still alive. The wildebeest is walking around injured. And so you you put it out you of say, its misery in the name of Allah. I kill you in the name of Allah, and then you slice it open, but not by goring it or by. Uh, or pushing or, it over or strangling it you don't you <laughs> never try to strangle a wildebeest if no. you if you're going to be halal no. about it no well this is interesting because a lot of people let's face it strangulation is basically what you do to like a i mean turkey or a chicken you can you, you sure you could break its neck right 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 you know um which there's i think they're saying that's not cool that's most not, of the time when i uh, that's not when, kosher when i slaughter anything a cow or whatever i like to take it up to a gallows and mm. and and put a a noose around its neck mm, yeah because the moo that they make is a really unique moo <laughs> you're just you're not going with me yeah at all yeah you know some uh, sometimes sometimes my jokes need some backup to be okay <laughs> 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 you backed me up with a moo. <laughs> that was that was some moo back up right there. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, also, food over which Allah's name is not pronounced. Mm. Alcohol. 
Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. So so here's a funny thing about the alcohol. I read a little bit more about that because you know Mormons, Mormons though, they don't they don't drink alcohol, right? right. Correct. But if you have an old recipe that your grand was your grandmother's or great grandfather's, oh, or then whatever, you tell everybody that it cooks out. And it, you don't yeah, want, and you say fine. that it cooks out because it does. Yeah, it does cook out. Sure. Uh, no. Not oh. not in the Muslim tradition. There's no, no cooking it out. No chicken marsala. No for the Muslims. No, no, absolutely not. Even if the chicken were halal. Yeah, the the marsala is not. The marsala is not halal. Okay. Um, and let's see. And then yeah. So you know so everything I read about. Like, you know, I to me most religions end up just looking to me like a collection of rules that I yeah. that you have to live by. And I'm sorry. Islam just sounds miserable. Doesn't it, though? It just sounds... Yeah. Fi- you, know, you have to I, poo in a specific direction. You I can't did. eat a specific kind of food. I, yeah, the whole thing is just like, you, you, you know, who you can, what you can wear, who you can touch. Who yeah. you, blah, 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 blah. It just sounds... I'm just like, fuck that. Did you say who you can wear? Sure. <laughs> There's rules about who you can wear? Yeah, because <laughs> let me tell you something. Tommy Hilfiger is not halal. Not acceptable. <laughs> Sharia, Lovely burkas, though. Sharia law is fine with, you know, if if you get a nice uh, Karl Lagerfeld, mm. sure, totally okay. Hilfiger? Sure. No. No, yeah. No. Not at all. Clearly. <laughs> Hilfiger? I could tell just with the last name. I know. It's not going to work. Totally. Not. Anyway. Work. <laughs> we should slaughter Hilfiger by, in, in a halal way. In the name of halal. In <laughs> the name of halal. I slaughter and eat you. Is I I don't think humans are actually on the list. I don't think they are. I think you're totally they good. on that list. I looked at a list. I didn't see humans. I saw you can't eat birds of prey. I bet there has to be something somewhere about cannibalism. <laughs> I, one would assume. I mean, one, it may not be specifically in their dietary law. Yeah, it's not in the dietary law. It's in the higher law. Because you can't kill a person. With murder. Yeah, yeah. You can't kill a person. But then once they're murdered... Mm-mm. What if they were murdered in the name of Allah? In the name of Allah. Well, a lot of people have been. <laughs> well, we certainly know that. Yeah, okay. So don't let them go to waste. Eat those motherfuckers. So don't strangle them. Don't strangle them. No, no. <laughs> it's why a beheading is such a nice thing to do. That's why you see that all the time. Oh, <laughs> there was a line there somewhere. Oh, fuck it. We just went. <laughs> I don't do a line. I guess I'm bad. Okay. Um... <laughs> So, have you heard of the Barna Group? The um, Barna, the Barna, Barna Group. They are. It's an it, it's an evangelical Christian guy named Barna, named something oh. Barna. What's his name? Oh, uh, George, is, George um, and Nancy Barna started the Barna Group, and it's a group that does. They do um, quite a bit of. Uh, they do polling. Oh. They do um, uh, research. Uh, you know, on on various topics, they actually do a lot of. They, they've worked for like Disney and really? and Visa and all sorts of things. No kidding. Okay, um, which helps them to pay for the work that they do for the evangelical church. Oh, uh, okay. For so, evangelical churches, yeah. I mean, it's not a yeah, monolithic. It's not, yeah, it's not a it's not a centralized deal. But sure. yeah, you know what okay. I'm saying, right? So they they came out with a recent uh, study. That um, I guess they're using terms that I think are just stupid. They they make up terms and then act like they're normal terms that everybody uses. But it sounds like 
they've, Christians. They've decided that one in three Americans, uh, adults, qualify as, quote, post-Christian. I don't, okay. I don't. Cool. So, so I guess, so here's, here's what, what they did. What does post-Christian mean? It means uh, what, what, at what least they... 60% of the following 15 factors uh are 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 present in these people. Okay. So so there's a whole bunch of these they asked a bunch of questions. They wanted to get past the idea of do you just believe in God and get more to like they wanted to Actual, drill drill but, down like even if you believe in God wh- so, where so are behavior. you? Yeah, yeah, are yeah. you behaving like a Christian? So Is they that start, kind they of what they're Yeah, I mean, I, like frankly, I think that it's a little weird. They okay. they they ask questions like uh do you believe in God? Do you identify as atheist or agnostic? Um, do you disagree that faith is important in your in your life? Um, have you not prayed to God in the last year? Uh, have you never made commitment a commitment to Jesus? Mm. I made a commitment to him, but it was just I was gonna. I he had a package that he wanted to get to his buddy, and so I made. I said, "Okay, I'll do that." Does that count? I made that commitment to Jesus. Maybe. <laughs> What was his last name? Rodriguez. Okay. Yeah. Are we talking that, about a different that guy? That doesn't count. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you disagree that the Bible is accurate? Um, have you donated money to a church in the last year? Have you attended a Christian church? I'm going to amend that. They're asking if you have not donated money to a church in the last year. Have you not attended a Christian church in okay. the last year? Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, agree that Jesus committed sins. Do you oh, feel yeah. a responsibility to share your faith? Um, do you read the Bible in the last... Have you read the Bible in the last week? Have you volunteered at church? Have you attended Sunday school? Blah, 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 okay. blah, blah. Okay. So, um... Actually, the list is a little weird, isn't it? It's definitely coming from a very... Like you can totally just see their bias. Well, yeah, they, they're, like... it's, it's. But I mean, the question isn't about are you non-religious. It's are you post-Christian? Yeah, which is weird for anyone who was never Christian in the first place, <laughs> right? But yeah. considering that most Americans were Christian yeah. in the first place, yeah. it's you know whatever. The, these questions would not apply to someone who was raised by atheists as an atheist, or was no. or was raised Jewish, or was raised as right. In fact, some of Muslim the questions or... would be not confusing in the sense of like, well, what the hell are they asking me? But it would be like, why the hell are they asking me that question? Right? Yeah, exactly. If you're Hindu, you don't know how to answer some of these things, yeah, because they don't apply to you at all. Right, and never did. And... Right. Do I agree that Jesus committed sins? Uh, insofar as I guess there was a that guy named maybe Jesus, he might have existed. Do I even do I believe in sins? I don't know. I don't really have a belief in sins. So yeah. what do I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. These are all problematic things. Yeah. But yeah. the uh, the 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 findings are interesting. Um, Barna decided that forty seven found that forty seven percent do not feel a responsibility to share their faith. We need to get that number up. Forty-seven percent of Christians in general, of Americans, of Americans, of, of American adults. Um, Good. 40, 40, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, we thank need to, you. Let's, let's just figure out how to get that number a little let's higher. Just ram that number straight yeah. up because uh, shut the hell up. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Fifty-seven um, percent have not read the Bible in the last week. I'm guessing that number is fudged. I'm guessing it's much higher than that. But most, but there are a lot of people who can't admit. Something bad like that. 
because it seems it seems unlikely to me that even, yeah that that even thirty percent of them or forty percent of Americans in the last week in the last week unless they unless they're like cheating and counting like hearing their pastor read a scripture at church they they might be considering that I think actually. that's what they're counting I think they would be they'd have to yeah thirty three percent have not attended Christian church in the past year thirty three percent good that's for a, that's them. a big number a third yeah. Um, by contrast, 27% have never made a commitment to Jesus ever. Good. Uh, 18% have not prayed to God in the last week. Wait a second. 27% have not made, have never made have a commitment, never made a commitment to Jesus. What is a commitment to Jesus? Is this like the Mormon thing where we're just like, I don't get what you're talking about. Yeah, this may be, it may be problematic because that would make a ton of sense to evangelical Christians Yeah, and like a catholic might go commitment to jesus what are you talking about i'm not a nun <laughs> i'm not know. a priest but definitely from a mormon perspective i i i get i i have a sense of like what they're asking but like it, it doesn't really mean anything to me from you know what the mormon word would be in the religion the mormon word would be mormon if, if you replaced commitment with covenant oh. suddenly it would make sense to a mormon yeah yeah okay yeah mormons covenant yeah that's true they like to do that they verb it. It is a. It is not a noun. It is a verb. We covenant with you. Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I hate I don't it know. when people verb nouns. <laughs> yes, yeah, stop verbing your nouns, everyone. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, and 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 the younger you get, the less churchy you you become. Mm. And that's interesting. I actually went to a, a dinner mm. last night at a school. I was asked to be the. Uh, one of the guest speakers at a at a dinner about faith and different faith traditions. Okay. Um, I went representing the oldest faith tradition, I think. What, which one's that? Atheism. Oh. It predates all of them. Oh, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> That's we, and the ancient. The ancient. The most ancient. And prehistoric. Yeah. You, you know, you get, you get these... Uh, these Hindus bragging about how old their religion is. That's nothing compared to my faith tradition of, ah. of nothing. <laughs> okay. All right, no, then. I didn't actually use that last night. You I should, should have. have. I should that would have been good. But it was interesting because it took place at a school and there were students and teachers there. And I was chatting with some of these kids, mm -hmm. you know, these high school aged kids. And they were like, basically the, the gist of it was that they nor none of their friends were and this is at a, at a school that has religious background. It, right. You know, it's a, an Episcopal, Episcopal school in theory. They they really don't hold to that anymore. Matter right. of fact, it's called Roland Hall Saint Mark, and uh, Saint Mark has disappeared off of their letterhead. Really? So it's just Roland. Just Hall. Roland Hall. Huh. Interesting. Anyway, uh, so but among these kids, like God was just. I kept asking them questions because I mean that's what the topic of the day they, was. They were probably all bummed to be at your table. <laughs> no, they, they, <clears throat> no, these weren't at my table. These actually, uh, these kids approached me after the. Oh, dinner okay, okay. Because I was the atheist, and I think mm. that's one of the more interesting ones. Mm, mm -hmm. But I, I, but yeah, none of them, none of them had any. You know, they were like, well, I don't have any specific thing. I don't think I believe in God. I'm not willing to say I'm atheist, but blah blah blah. And I was like, well, what about your friends? Your friend, apparently, everyone except the Jews has just sort of abandoned what they're religious. They don't care about religion. Really? Yeah, they're not interested. 
The Jews, however, will talk about their religion all day long, apparently. The Jewish kids. Really? At the school. And then one Jewish kid came up and said, oh, yeah, totally. I talk about it more than anybody I know. That's interesting. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well. Yeah. Go go chatty (laughs) Jews. The Jewish community uh, will... We'll, we'll live to see another day. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. They're very proud. However, the Episcopals... No. Yeah, the Episcopals... Forget about the Episcopals. Yeah. They, yeah. Even the Episcopals aren't... Are, are like, eh, whatever. It's a nice building. There's some cool music. Yeah. The guy, he says some nice things every once in a while. Sure, why not? Yeah. What, how did you dress, Dan? How did, it, it what was, was a, your atheist it, wear? Like, what, how were, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a casual dinner. Oh, okay. But I did wear a jacket. But surely there, there were, were people in religious garb. Yes. Well, uh, the the uh, the Muslim woman was in full uh, hijab and regalia. Regalia. Uh, the Hindu woman was in her Hindu clothes, but not Hindu clothes. I mean, that's not religious. That's just cultural. She was just wearing right. a sari. Or, okay. And uh, and then um, and of course the uh, the 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 uh, the chaplain of the school. Mm-hmm. Is is an, an Episcopal priest, so he was wearing the traditional collar, right, and boring jacket. Uh huh. Um, was there a rabbi? There was a rabbi. You wouldn't know it to see him. He wasn't. Oh, he okay. wasn't even wearing a yarmulke. Okay. Which I think is cheating. If you're going to be a rabbi at <laughs> and you're and you're and coming you are, as a rabbi, you need a yeah. Put I, on your. I would agree. Put on your damn yarmulke. I, I would agree. Yeah, sure. So, and the Mormon, of course, she was. She was just incognito yeah as a mormon huh i so. bet she looked like a mormon <laughs> she, you could see that no because they don't invite they didn't invite like no miss mommy mormon they they invited sort of a, a progressive mormon type a salt lake mormon a mormon who who's who's interested in a in a good religious discussion and mm. a, a multi-faith discussion an That's, avenues mormon and <laughs> yes good to get very specific yeah this is a, yeah this is a <laughs> A woman who teaches at a private school, Mormon. So a ninth and ninth. <laughs> sure. Anyways, okay. Yeah. 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 Let's just go through all of the geography of Salt Lake City for our friend, for our friends all over the world. A Harvard Yell, a Yell Crest. Enough. Enough. Was she a Yell Crest? She. She was a. She. No. Did she live in Sugar House? I don't know where she lived, Frank. God damn it. <laughs> God, sorry. I'm just saying, there's a different brand in Salt Lake. Yeah, we got we got some uh, we you got know. some liberal enclaves. You, you get your little, you know. Uh, she was a sugar house Mormon. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's what she was. Yeah, yeah. Sort of a that's, you know, or federal fifteenth and federal fi- heights Mormon. Fifteenth and fifteenth. Yeah, is is where I'm going to put her. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it totally <laughs> makes sense to me. She has a great garden. I'm sure she does. She cans. Does she can? Oh, Does she find out if she can? Oh, no, 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 no. Not that kind of garden. She's, she, she's Like a yard. She yeah, a lovely she's, yard? She's, what I, the hell are you talking about? I don't, I don't know. I just imagine the sort of the more liberal Mormons growing like some vegetables and stuff, but not canning. Canning seems more conservative Mormon. We're off on a really weird tangent right now, <laughs> and I'm just going to encourage us to move on. <laughs> How is canning liberal or conservative? I don't get it. Because the, all the Mormons, like, they're encouraged to can. It's part of it's part of the have seventy have two years worth of food thing. Yeah, 
it's the it's it's Armageddon style yeah. Mormonism. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist is a great way that mm. you can like, uh, you know, hit us up for some canning recipes. Yeah. Sure. We'll we'll come up with something for you. I'll teach you how to pickle. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or you can uh, email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 424-666-8442 is the number. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to listen to some audio of that nice um, Fisher dude. Oh. Brian Fisher, right? Yeah. We are. Because... Pat Robertson said something this week, but it just pissed us off. It was it too infuriating. It wasn't even. It wasn't even funny. Pat, come on. Yeah. At least be infuriating in a funny way. Yeah. Whereas uh, Brian Fisher, uh, he's pulling something out that's nice. He's. Uh, <laughs> let, we'll, we'll set it up as uh, he's talking about Hitler, and then he moves on to Obama. So. Doy. Here we go. Now you look at uh, Adolf Hitler, for instance. I'm sure there were people praying for him, for him to receive God's wisdom. For him to act on God's wisdom, for him to show respect for human life. And the way God answered that prayer is by taking him out because he wouldn't listen. I'm convinced the fact that the Nazi Germany fell, collapsed, Hitler died, the Nazis were put on trial at Nuremberg. The reason all of that happened was in response to the prayers of God people, many of them praying for the right thing to be done. And God said, okay, I'm going to respond to their prayers. I'm going to do everything that is in my power to see that Adolf Hitler does the right thing. But he has to exercise his own free will. I'm going to respect his freedom of choice. I'm going to persuade him. Uh, I am going to speak truth to him. I'm going to bring people into his life to speak truth to him. I'm going to give him opportunity to face up to the truth, just like God is doing with Barack Obama. He did that with Ben Carson at the prayer breakfast. I mean, that was a man speaking truth to power. There's an opportunity for Barack Obama to hear the truth and do something with it. So God says, look, that's an answer to prayer. You know, what, what Ben Carson said to Barack Obama was an answer to the prayers that we have been praying for President Obama right along. There was an opportunity. God says, okay, they've been praying that I would get the wisdom of God into Barack Obama's brain. And so I'm going to raise up Ben Carson to go to this prayer breakfast and speak the truth to Barack Obama. Did it do any good? No. Is God paying attention? Absolutely, yes. So he's giving Barack Obama opportunity after opportunity to hear and respond to the truth. And trust me, the day could come when God says, I have given him enough chances. Uh, That's all the chances that he's going to get. It's time to bring about some kind of a change. I'm not saying he's going to do that. Uh, May not happen till 2016, till the election, when he is simply replaced and another leader is put in his place. That may be how God answers those prayers by bringing about a change through the political uh, system. So, so, so God <laughs> might bring about change by letting him serve out the remainder of his term in office, of his last term in office. Oh, God is such a stern <laughs> taskmaster. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that no, but in fairness, that totally compares to Hitler. In, I mean, you look at it. It's basically the same thing. One of them committed suicide to avoid capture, mm. and the other one serves his entire term as president and gracefully steps down. Right. But same thing. But let's also, <laughs> there's a moment in here, and let's not let him get away with this. There's a moment in here when, he's, when he is saying, basically, well, the president might die. 
Oh, president might, yeah. President, he could meet his end. Yeah. That could be God. That I, would be God. I think that that's what he's hoping will yeah. happen. Oh, yeah. He yeah. wants this that guy would be, dead. That would be God doing what Brian Fisher wants God to right, do. Right, exactly. And it doesn't sound to me like Brian Fisher would shy away from saying that if some crazy person killed Barack Obama, that it wasn't he was the hand of God. He was doing God's work. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. I had to look up who this Carson guy was that he kept talking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who this, is he? The Ben Carson. He's just, he's actually a, he's a neurosurgeon or something. Oh, uh, he, he was at John Hop Johns Hopkins uh, Medi- Medicine School of Medicine, and uh-huh. apparently he has he's 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 uh, he he's, he was going to speak at another thing, and then he got he had to s- step down from speaking at another thing because at this prayer breakfast he used a prayer breakfast as a great as a uh, place to talk about why uh, gay marriage is wrong. Oh yeah, that's an appropriate use of. Mm-hmm. That so that's that's time. what Fisher is talking about. Oh, uh, well, good for him. <sighs> cool, Brian right. Fisher. Well, we have a couple of emails. We have. We, we should have, listen to. You mean voicemails? Voicemails. Yes, yeah. we, we do. Have a couple of voicemails. People that we have to. people have called to speak to us. So yes, let's, let's listen to and them. So uh, here is the first one. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Chad from Wichita Falls, Texas. I was catching up on some of your old podcasts, and I came across the Angry Ex Mormons. And uh, I'm just starting to listen to it now, but one of the things that I've appreciated about your podcast from the very beginning is how both of you as ex-Mormons approach atheism, because I think one of the biggest issues that atheists face, especially coming out of a religion, is all the fears of hell and damnation and everything else and all the baggage associated with where they're coming from. And hearing a Mormon, I, I have no fear of Mormon, hell never have. To hear all the stuff that you guys have dealt with in, in various topics, it gives me that perspective to say, hey, my stuff's fake too. <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's been incredibly helpful for me. So thanks. Keep up the good work, and uh, I'll keep listening. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, thanks. I, th- I, I think that that's great. It's true that sometimes we get so uh, wrapped up in our own thing yeah. that hearing a, a different perspective is very helpful. Yeah. So yeah. yes, Absolutely. all of you out there, your things were fake too. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. don't worry. It's yeah. all fake. Well, I mean, it's yeah, and it's <laughs> it's a nice moment when you do realize that. Yeah, exactly. When you can finally breathe your way through. Oh wait, I mean, it's all fake. Yeah, I don't have to worry about any of this stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever your hell story is, whatever your heaven story is, yeah. whatever your sin story is, you can just let go. Yeah. It's Fortunately, nice. as Mormons, we never had to worry about hell. That's I will true. Say that. Well, well, I just still worried about it. They still like they 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 made it. I mean, <laughs> you're right. It is funny because Mormons don't really have a sense of hell. Right. They don't have that. Right. It's not a fire and brimstone no. type religion. No. Not at all. And that's nice. That is, the, we, we lucked out there. Mm-hmm. But what we did have was, you mean I'm not going to be with my family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eternally. For, forever? Because you're just taught, it's just drilled in your head that that's like the most important thing. The most you, important thing. Of course you would want to be with your family forever. I don't think it even occurs to most Mormons that they don't really but like most of their family. Hell. That would be awful. That would be hell. <laughs> Mormon heaven is hell. <laughs> For most. Yeah. For most people. Yeah. 
But Mormons are really good at pretending like they really like their families. Yeah. I mean, because like I could see that being sounding like heaven to a parent, maybe. Oh, I could have my kids with me. Mm. But those kids are like, you mean I have to be with my parents? <laughs> Wait, Mom not, is so annoying. Not, not the whole time, right? She's so annoying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's so controlling. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> but anyways, all right. Um, and then we also have another uh, voicemail. This one is from Adam. Just want to say again, I agree with you about Pat Robertson's comments about Boston. It just infuriates me. And, uh, you know, you're, usually I think he's funny just like you guys, but last time I felt this angry is when he talked about Haiti and how they'd given up on God and accepted the devil and the uh, just the hubris that's involved in that. And the fact that he has influence over anybody just really, really upsets me. So pretty much just wanted to say with you two on that one, you know, like being a positive atheist, but... Uh, you know, can't abide by that sort of just, you know, mental bullshit that tumbled out of his mouth. So, anyway, thanks, Frank, and Dan. Awesome show. Love it. Been listening to it um, for a couple months now. Keep doing it. Okay, bye. Well, thanks, Adam. Yeah, thank you. What what Adam was referring to, by the way, kids, uh, is that we posted – I posted uh, what Patty Boy had to say um, – what he said, so Pat Robertson basically before we had any idea who did anything, any of the the bullshit in in Boston, right? Uh, Pat Robertson cryptically, yeah, but not so cryptically, just under his breath, basically mumbled the phrase, "Don't tell me about religion of peace." <laughs> yeah, basically he, he declared that it was a a Muslim terrorist Clearly. attack. Clearly, and, I mean, let's face it, which. Which it turns out it may well have been. Yeah, I mean, possibly. And I mean, at this point, we always knew as that we're that was recording, we don't. We still don't really know that much. Just no. so that people are clear as to like what's in the news at the moment. Right. One of the guys has been killed. One of the guys is still on the loose. Yeah, we that's, don't know. That's the moment that we're at. And the stuff I've read, it, they're not drawing the connection between Islam and and the whole thing. Yet. Right. So. But but the whole point is that Pat Robertson had no business saying what he said when he said it. And uh, and so I posted it on the Facebooks, and I just said uh, that I I normally find his brand of crazy to be quite delightful, but that time it just pissed me off. Anyway, yeah, thanks it, for uh, thanks for calling in, Adam. Yeah. We have yeah, a few we have a few emails that we should oh, get to. Yeah, too. let's hear them. Um, uh, let's see. We've, first of all, I should thank we have some donors to oh. thank. Uh, we've got Paul who donated to us. Um, he and thank you, Paul. He, he left a message uh, that said, "Thank you both for a great program." I have to ask: Do either of you enjoy events where people are praying with their heads down, such as a wedding? You get to notice someone else who's also looking around the room other than you, and have that <laughs> "Oh hey" moment. <laughs> Funny, and you can remember that you are not alone. Yeah, that's great. That's that's awesome. Yeah, last night I had one of those moments at that dinner that I went to. Oh yeah, huh? yeah, it was great. Yeah, a, cool. a friend of mine who's who I know is atheist, and we we're both sort of just looking around, and then I just gave her a little wink. <laughs> that was fun. Um, we also got a donation from Mira, uh, who sent us an email to accompany it. Uh, so thanks for the donation. Yeah, thank you. Uh, she said um, she wanted to tell us, by the way, that our URL reads to her as "Thank God I'm a theist," which, which could, yeah. which is fine. Yeah, I think we should. Whenever we're talking to like believers and we want them to like talk to us, we should just say that that's the that's <laughs> thank our. Thank God I'm a theist. Thank God I'm a theist. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, she says it's a really good thing That's we not a we, bad in- idea. we invented spaces between words. Anyway, uh, she says I meant to thank you for answering. Oh, we talked. She asked. She had asked a question uh, a couple weeks ago through email, and we answered it. Um, okay. Remember, she she asked us. She was the one that had stayed in a. In a Mormon household here oh, in that's Salt right. Lake, and, okay, and yeah, had asked us about uh, uh, things like family home evening, which, mm-hmm. by the way, her, her, she was disappointed to learn was more boring than she thought it might have been. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she had she had a couple more questions about Mormons. She said, "What's the point of hoarding all that food?" Oh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> she says, "Are they really all waiting for the apocalypse? What are they going to do with all can- all those canned peas when Jesus comes?" It's it's partly about the apocalypse, for sure. Well, it started out just being a smart move. It started out being seventy two hours. They said you have to, you should have a seventy two hour kit where you're just prepared. Mm, I think it went the other way. I think it started that you were supposed to have two years, and then they went down to a year, and then they were like, and because nobody was really doing it. There were there were enough people doing That's it. That's not my memory of it. My memory is that it started out long, and then it slowly got down to the seventy two hour thing, and then they worked their way back up, and they were hmm. like, after people kind of responded to like the emergency preparedness message, they then were able to work it back up to, hey, you might want to have a year supply of food in in your closet, and then of course people were pushed up to, I think two. I I mean, again. it makes sense to me if the if this started back in like the pioneer days when. You weren't, you know, people, these people were living and trying to make their lives in a desert. Yeah. So if you had two years worth of food in your pantry, it makes sense because you don't know if there's, if your crop's going to come up next it's year. It's really about self-sufficiency. I mean, that, that all idea makes sense. Like, it doesn't make sense anymore. No. It makes no sense now. No. it's But it's that, a huge industry. That's like food hoarding. Yeah. That's, I mean, because food insecurity, that's not, you're not even remotely close to seeing it no not also because like the mormon church itself stockpiles food yeah so like in the actual event of a of a big natural disaster mormons would would, they would like let's say self-sufficient let's say that big earthquake they keep talking about actually happens and hits salt lake and hits salt lake and there's mormons you know yeah needing food they'll have food they'll They'll have food and the other thing is that like it what we've what we've learned now is that this we we're in a global universe now so yeah. it's not like you know back 200 years ago if a d- natural disaster strikes your area you're stuck there you got to figure yeah. it out yeah now you know the big earthquakes hits all hit, hits all hits all lake yeah i just move yeah i'm going but, somewhere else but let's be clear here as well there is an apocalyptic aspect to this oh, as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, th- this is not just, oh, it's it's smart, it's prudent. Mm-mm. That's what they'll say is kind of like a nice ration, like a nice reason to tell the the movers, right, who are asking right. why in God's name do you have all these like boxes of whatever, right? right? Oh, you know. They'll it's get a little uncomfortable. Uh, they'll get that, that uncomfortable you know, look in their eye. Because they Mormons don't like to be fully honest about all their beliefs. Mm-mm. They'll tell you like this nice little sugar-coated version that, uh, but you'll that, see their brains working towards, and here's the other know, thing: they know what the sugar coat. They they all know. But here's the other the thing: easy answer to tell a non-Mormon sure. is, well, it's just good to have, you know, mm-hmm. case case of you know food shortage, In or case of whatever. whatever. If something yeah. bad happens, it's we just, want to be prepared. We're yeah. just being prepared. Yeah. But the but the really weird thing is, uh, in all of this preparedness, if you ask them, well, what do you think you're preparing for? Yeah. 
They don't know. They don't know. They don't know what they're preparing for. They're just being prepared. <laughs> and they don't know what for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. That's okay. And then she says. Uh, I like the question though. That's yeah. Funny. I um, haven't thought about that in a while. She says, why do Mormons keep Jesus in their uh, whole cosmology? From what I've read, uh, from what I've been reading about Mormon theology and stuff, it seems as if they would do just as well without Jesus at all. Is it just because they want to be friends with evangelical Protestants? Why would they want to do? Th- why would they want that? No, uh, Jesus is pretty central. Yeah, I mean, G- here's the thing about Mormonism: Jesus is so central to Mormonism that they're the thing that separates Mormonism most from uh, from other Christian religions is the Book of Mormon. Yeah, and the Book of Mormon starts with. Well, it doesn't start with it, but it's the main the point. Climax. The climb. The biggest point of the Book of Mormon. <laughs> you could call it. If there is a climax yeah. anywhere in that book, yeah, it's, if it's building to anything, it, yeah, it's when Jesus, who has just died in Jerusalem, yeah, visits the Americas yeah. and all of these it, these people. It would be very, very, very hard to extract Jesus from Mormon theology. and pointless and and pointless. the 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 thing, the 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 fact of the matter is though that, I mean, it, I'm, I'm sure from an outsider's perspective, looking at Mormonism. And and having had a very different experience with like Christ as a figure in whatever faith they might have grown up in, yeah, he's he is different. It is a different figure, but it's but it's also the, it's a different version of the same figure, right? Yeah, it's just it. And, but but they still pray uh, in Jesus's name, mm-hmm. and they still. I mean, Jesus There's is the sacrament. Every which bit is, is the Eucharist. You know. I mean, you might as well say, "Why do Christians need Jesus?" Yeah, exactly. It's it. I mean, because they could still have God. Right. These could yeah. still have all the same rules. Yeah, but Christ is a different, very, very, very. Well, it's not they're very different. Not very they, different. There oh. are some distinct differences, though. Mm-hmm. That the which is the reason why so many Christians don't don't think. like Mormons to be included in in because the word Christian. The nature of God is different in Mormonism, right? True. It's th- there is no Trinity. It's three distinct individuals, and God and Jesus both have physical bodies. Yeah, and then you have the Holy Ghost, yep. who is nebulous, <laughs> and you don't know. You don't know. Casper, the Holy Ghost, the yeah. holiest ghost you know. One of my first questions about religion, um, I asked my parents if the Holy Ghost was ever going to get a body. Uh-huh. Because uh, because we were learning that uh, yeah. y- you have to get a body to be exalted. Yeah, I'm like, well, he's a member of the Godhead. Does he get a body? And they were just like, <gasps> um, we don't know. Yeah, that's one that's uh, that's lo- that's unanswered. <laughs> and so they asked the bishop, and the bishop <laughs> asked the stake. Like it, it like went all over the place. And they were like, the answer that I got was. Heavenly Father will figure that one out in yep. the millennium. Yeah, whenever they cannot answer your question. <laughs> It's something that's going to be cleared up in the millennium. In the millennium. That's that's when you're hoarding your food for. For the thousand years? Well, you have to hoard a thousand years of food. <laughs> you should. If you're doing if it you're right. You should be really prepared. You really should have a thousand years worth of food. So you can just sit back and relax and yeah. enjoy the whole millennium. Yeah. You're going to be here for a while. Yeah. So you might, might as, well as well have a good time. Have some 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 wheat that well, you can grind and mix. And Mira clearly understands that because she gives us a postscript on her thing that says, "P.S. If the apocalypse does come, I'm going over to the Romneys. I bet they have the best canned pears." <laughs> Funny. Uh, there right. you go. Anyway, uh, so thanks, Mira, both for the email and the uh, 
the donation. Also, yes. Andrew donated to us. That was lovely. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Um, uh, we also have... Who else donated? Is that all the donations? Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's it for the new donors. Um, Samuel decided to uh, email us, uh, and he uh, he says, Thanks a lot for the podcast. I've laughed and learned a lot from you, which is a great combination. Keep it up. I'm writing because I only recently came out to, to my wife. She was expecting it and finally just outright asked me, so I confessed. I'm assuming we mean came out as an atheist, not yes. came out as gay. Right. Um, perhaps I gave it away. I'm sure a lot of wives have guessed that their husband was gay. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, he says, perhaps I gave it, gave it away a few weeks earlier when I yelled, God is a cocksucker. (laughs) Okay. Long story. He says, (laughs) um, after I explained myself, there was an initial awkwardness and uncertainty. Luckily, my wife is a real nice gal and has become very accepting of my new position. We can even make religious jokes about each other now. Uh, which I, which is how I know everything's going to be okay. One sticking point in our conversations is the idea of an afterlife and of divine intervention. Specifically, before we met, my wife had a dream that her grandmother was going was telling her goodbye, and then mm. awoke to a phone call that he, in fact, oh, grandfather, sorry, that he, in fact, uh, had passed away from a heart attack. She then had a dream later on that he was in heaven and was responsible for transporting children to and from our. our world to the next um when she was told that when she told this dream to her grandmother her grandmother was shocked and said i had the same dream there are a few other similar Mm. examples to these which my wife uses as an affirmation that heaven that heaven jesus and god must all exist and care about us now my wife is not crazy neither is her grandmother i also know how tricksy our brains can be uh for example Mm -hmm. deja vu So when my wife tells me she had those dreams, I believe her, but I decline to acknowledge the supernatural aspect of them. Right. Uh, Then late last year, she heard about Dr. Ibn Alexander, uh, the religiously skeptic neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience and now believes God. Yeah, we uh, talked about him. Yeah. So um, I know that the typical, he says, I know that the typical answer uh, to such claims is BS, your brain is effing with you. Just wondering what your thoughts on the subject are. Uh, hmm. Humanistically yours, Sam from oh. Decatur, Illinois. Thanks, Sam. Um, so, oh, P.S. He says uh, during a presentation about yourself meeting, a presentation about yourself meeting at work, my boss came out as a secular humanist and said, "You can look it up, but basically, it's uh, but it's basically a form of atheism." Most wow. people, most people were shocked. I was amazed and told him so later. How cool is that? Yeah. Pretty strong. Pretty cool. That is nice. I like that. Yeah. Huh. So there you go. So he's asking about near-death experiences and, and dreams. What dreams may come? Yeah, my mom's done that a lot. Mm-hmm. She's had a lot of dreams that have confirmed mm-hmm. her, her, her wishes for people who've died, such as my, my, my dad's dad, mm-hmm. who she never met. Okay. Um, and, uh, and my dad's mom, who she, who lived with us mm. until I was like 10. Okay. Um, she, um, when she passed that we had, or my parents had her temple work done. Right. And they, they had at some point prior to that had my grandfather's work done as well in the temple. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the, the being baptized posthumously for the dead. Right. Right. 
which is what Mormon we, church. Which is what we did as huh? Mormons. Yes, which is what we did as kids. Uh, but anyways, um, so, but she had prayer. She had these dreams that where they appeared to her, mm. and they were just so thankful. And oh, for 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 you having baptized them. Yes. Into the church. Yes. Oh. And so I, yeah, I never really knew what to make of these things as a kid because I always kind of just felt that my mom was a little nuts. (laughs) No, I mean, and I don't mean like that she was nuts. I mean, that when she was talking about these kind of things, that there was something just a little, just a little nutty about it. A little off. Yeah. Something something didn't ring right. Yeah. It never really settled well with me as a kid. Like it never, never really, really, really did. Sure. I always like played the game and always mm-hmm. pretended like, oh, well, that's nice, mom. You know, of right. course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Right. I probably shouldn't even be saying this on a recording, but um, she'll never hear it. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, um, yeah. You know, like, what do you do? Well, I mean, I think like, we have to acknowledge, we have to do, uh, a, I mean, Sam was right that you can't can't tell somebody that that's not their experience no of course of course my mom had the dream yes i believe 100 percent that she had that that she had the dream and in her case it makes it makes a lot of sense to say well of course you really wanted that to happen so your brain could have made that up absolutely yeah um and that's that's an easy explanation it's harder to explain some of the things that sam's wife went through the coincidence yeah yeah the fact that grandma and she seemed to have had the same dream the fact yeah. that she seemed to have predicted in her mind that her grandfather was dying and then, yeah. you know. And frankly, to some of these, you just have to say, I don't know. Yeah. And it's okay to not know. Yeah. I mean, the, the correct position of, 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 a, of a, an ethical atheist mm-hmm. is if you don't know the answer to something. Right. Don't know. Right. Be okay with not knowing. Right. Um, I mean, I could forward any number of theories. Right. You know, it it seems possible that maybe she did know that her grandfather was sick, and so she happened to have a dream about him saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. She was worried, maybe. Yeah. yeah, she knew that he was... You know, there's any number of reasons why it might have happened that she predicted his death, you know, whatever. Right. And she could have had several dreams of him saying goodbye, you know, the, in the weeks previous, and just not remembered them. Sure. But this, but this is, one stuck. This one stuck yeah. because of the experience that happened afterwards. Yeah. You don't know stuff don't like know. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know... Our brains are so pliable, and it's just such a it's such a plastic world in our brains yeah. that just saying, "Hey, I had this dream to someone else" can be enough for them to re-remember a mm-hmm. dream that they had that's similar and, and turn it into the same dream. Yeah, that's true. And it's all it's all sincere. Yeah, but memory is not a it's not a solid thing. It is yeah. a plastic thing. Right. Because the, 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 the first reaction from the grandmother, not to say that this is what happened, we don't know. No, we don't. But um, this is very, very pure speculation. Pure speculation. Very easily could have been along the lines of, like you were saying, oh, I think I remember having a dream like that too. Right, right. And then, and the, then more the more you, she thought about it. And talked about it. Because about as it, you talk about a memory. And she had the details from this other story. Right. And they... Ended up jiving. The truth is, as you talk but about again, any memory, we we know that scientifically, we know that as you talk about any memory, mm-hmm. you rewrite that memory in yeah, your brain. Yeah, exactly. So, well, not even just talking about it, revisiting it, mm-hmm. thinking it through. Yep. You, it's 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 those pathways. Exactly. I've heard that's the exact same thing. So, but nonetheless, what do you do 
when somebody confronts you with this because for them this is almost it's proof the worst thing you can do by the way i think is start doing what we just did which is going through all the speculations of what may have happened. Absolutely. I think no, that's a worst can't. to their face. Do not do that. If yeah. you want to sort of sort things out in your head of like, well, I wonder how that could have happened. Fine. But to them, the, don't go, don't be the jerk who's like, no, what this really means is blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, if you're talking about it with someone who wasn't directly involved. Right. And you want to talk about it. Fine. Go ahead right. and speculate. Uh, but but don't be don't be that guy. Just say, look, I don't have an explanation for what you experienced. I don't deny that you're sincere. Right. But I'm not gonna. But I I think Sam is right to just say I'm not gonna grant my assent to the idea that this is that something supernatural has occurred. <laughs> I don't have any more evidence that something supernatural has occurred than I have that something natural has occurred. Right. That we don't have an explanation for. Well, and my question would be, why are all these spirits such chicken shit and don't actually like really appear yeah why is it always in like the most pliable crazy weird space that we have right our dream state and why do we give credence to the dreams that seem like they support something nice and not credence to i mean not credence mm -hmm. to the dreams where satan comes to us and tells us that we have to you know poop in somebody's hair or whatever and you know dreams are a weird he's such an asshole he's kind of a he's a dick he's a jerk he's satan is in dream satan i hate dream satan yeah but i mean the whole idea the the idea is that we, we you know we have dreams every day all the time correct and and you know whether or not you remember your dream is another thing and there's all this and but everyone will agree that 99 percent of dreams have no import cosmically at all. Everyone will acknowledge that point. But then there's that one dream that suddenly has cosmic meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I yeah. don't know. I don't I mean, you know, yeah, you gotta pick and choose. You know? Indeed. Indeed. And that's you that's do. how belief works. By you the way, Sam Harris Sam Harris wrote a really because this this uh Alexander guy who wrote the book He's a neuro a neurosurgeon, mm-hmm. but he's not a neuroscientist. Sam oh. Sam Harris is a neuroscientist, okay, and a, an outspoken atheist, and right. and sometime polemicist. And he, but but he on his blog wrote an, a a really great uh, exploration of the claims that Alexander makes. He does, I don't think he read the book. This was when a, uh, an article came out about him in Time or something. Preview. It was like in Newsweek. Newsweek, and that's it. I was it. pissed at Newsweek. Right, yeah. right. So so Sam Harris really took a, a a solid good look at it and talked about it from a neuroscience perspective. Right. And it, it's it's worth reading. Huh. So so go and find that, y'all. Cool. Um, let's see. We got... Um, well, I you know what that looks like it. Oh, did I say that? Um, no, I think okay. Sorry, right. we got it. Well, we wanted to do a quick segment uh, today on. Oh, I found the other one. Sorry, sorry. I do want to get to this this email. Sorry, don't. <laughs> you look so you look shell shocked that I've that I've <laughs> put the brakes on you. Like Go that. right ahead. <laughs> no, this was a good one, and I've, I, 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 it's anyway. Okay, I didn't, I didn't want to miss let's it. Let's hear it. Uh, I knew I was looking for something. Um, this is from Tim, who says, uh, uh, first of all, he says, uh, if we're going to be in Austin, 
on our trip, uh, we we should let him know, and he'll he'll tell us some stuff. So that's oh, cool. cool, awesome. Uh, so everyone, remember, we're going on our road trip. Yeah, uh, in mid May, it's only a few weeks away. Yeah, so we need suggestions as to uh, places, cool places to go, things to see. There's a whole itinerary of where we're going on thankgodimatheist.com. Right, uh, you'll know when we're when we're going to be where. Yep. Write to us. Let us know what we should see. If you have a group that that meets there, or if you want to meet us and, yeah. and and just have lunch or dinner with us, grab a beer. We're totally open to that. We're right. out there to meet you guys. Yeah. Quick list of the cities. You can check out the website for mm. specific dates and whatnot. But a quick list of the cities in case this piques your interest. Um, it's Dallas, Austin, Houston, New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, uh, Montgomery. Was mm-hmm. it Montgomery, Alabama? I think so. Um, Atlanta, uh, basically the Nashville area, Murfreesboro, to be sp- precise. Uh-huh. Memphis, Clarksville. Clarksdale. Clarksdale, Mississippi. Mississippi. Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Uh, Muskogee County, Oklahoma. <laughs> Tulsa. And Topeka. And Topeka, Kansas. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let us know if you have... We're, what we're looking for is cool slash bizarre... Uh, religious things, mm-hmm. um, cool slash bizarre, atheist I- things, anything, anything. If if you live near a big giant ball of yarn, <laughs> and you know that it's that it's on our trip it's somewhere near our trip, please help. Please point it out to us. We will be making we'll be making a lot of fun content about this stuff. Yeah, I, I think you guys are going to enjoy what we come up with. Yeah, on this. Um, but be part of it. Anyway, uh. Tim wanted to say he's uh, he's part of a Google Plus community centered around atheism. And someone asked a very interesting question. Are suicide rates lower among atheists? So he says he's done a lot of digging, and there seem to be a range of, quote, responses to the question. Mm. At least two studies indicate that atheists have a higher rate, have higher rates of suicide. Um, but these have been widely criticized as having small sample sizes. Further criticism suggests that these figures are naturally high as they studied people who live closer to the terrestrial poles, which is a well-known factor in suicide rates, uh, even when, even within a country like Canada, for example. Oh. So he, want, he, uh, he says, well, I'm not sure if you'll have a definitive answer at hand. I was wondering if, you, if you've seen or heard much about the correlation. Hmm. Um, and he, he, he cites a study. Um, it, it seemed like it would be particularly interesting for us both as former members of the LDS community. And he puts in parentheses, cult. <laughs> one, he says one thing that's remarkable, that's particularly remarkable about the, f- remarkable about the forums and messages, message boards, uh, he's been going through for about two years now is that religious people seem to be thrilled with this idea. Every post I read by a theist is astoundingly happy with these dubious figures. I can't for the life of me imagine that an atheist is any would would that an atheist anywhere would be happy if the situation were reversed. Mm. I'm pretty sure we'd be horrified and do anything we could to help and support uh people in a time of need. I understand these people might not be representative of the entire religious population, but damn it's a sad sample. Yeah. Well, uh oh he says by the way he says uh all the best i'll be subscribing as soon as uh bank of america decides i'm fit for a credit card i'm australian and apparently a huge risk of defaulting on a major podcast debt (laughs) well i i mean i don't know i mean it would be interesting to look at um places that have high 
um, well, look at the the rates of suicide in places that have a lot of atheists. Mm-hmm. I think that would, like countries that have like like the UK and and sure. I mean, well, apparently it's. I mean, it sounds to me like these studies were done in places like, like if if they're closer to the to the um, poles, then yeah, it's probably they're probably in the Scandinavian areas. There's yeah. a lot of atheists there. Yeah. Okay. I. You know. Yeah, I, I, I. Here's the thing. I, I haven't done any study of this, so so Tim, I can shed no light on what's actually happening out there. Hmm. But what I can say is, it wouldn't surprise me if atheists had higher suicide rates. Yeah. There, for a number of reasons. The first reason is that it's hard to be an atheist in a theistic society. Okay, people, sure. you know, a lot of atheists lose their family, lose their friends, are ostracized, mm-hmm. are treated badly sure. because of their atheism. So that's one thing. The next thing to me is, you know, Hamlet when he does his "to be or not to be" speech. One of the main things he says is that, oh no, it's not, it's not to be or not to be. It's actually in in the. Um, Oh, what a rogue and peasant slave am I? Anyway, one of, in one of Hamlet's speeches, he says he wished that that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self slaughter. Mm. Meaning, one of the things that was preventing him from killing himself right. was the fact that it's 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 forbidden by God. Right. Atheists don't have that. Right. So you well, know, yeah, we're we're there's a likely to have a very sort of. Uh, more reasoned view of human life, right? And uh, and, and just and says, to say, you know what? I've reached life. a point where my suffering is. I mean, you know, sure, maybe, maybe I, it's, it's time. It's my life. I can't take it anymore. Right. But the I'm one thing dead. that we always. I mean, I don't want to come off as though I'm endorsing suicide. Oh hell no! <laughs> but um, here's because you always have to consider the you know the other people who are affected by. Screw that. Here's why I think mm. none of you people out there should commit suicide. You get one shot at this life. Right. You we don't believe I don't have any belief in an afterlife, in a second time, in an in reincarnation. All I know for sure is that I get to try this life once. Yeah. Squeeze the fucking juice out of it. Yeah, but let's say you're dying of something or other. Okay, and you've I reached have, a you point. Know, fuck it. I have no problem with that. If you you're know. if you're term if you if you're terminally ill, if yeah. you're if you're gonna be in chronic pain for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. if you're if you you know you're not going to be able to gain anything else from this life Mm -hmm. go ahead Mm -hmm. i am i am 100 percent on on board with kevorkian Mm -hmm. in that respect um but i do say you know if if you if something has gone very wrong in your life and you're very sad Mm -hmm. and i totally understand that Mm -hmm. you know you might as well get as much out of this life as you can Run away. You know, do try any dramatic thing you want. Because because you won't get a chance to after you commit suicide. Right. You won't get to do anything. Well, you'll you won't even know that you're not getting a chance right. to do anything. Right. But what I'm saying is that there's a million things to try in this world. Mm-hmm. You only get one shot at this world. Mm-hmm. Might as well try it. Right. Join the run join the circus. I don't care. Go, you know, just run away to another country. You you will always have suicide as an option. Mm. So Put it on the back burner and go out and live your life. You never know. You might like it. Do people still run away and join the circus? Why not? <laughs> I actually have a friend who did just that. You're kidding me. He, well, no. He let, he dropped out of acting school and went to clown college. That's not running away and joining the circus. He ran away from the house and joined. He went and he was in the circus. He was he worked for Barnum and Bailey. Hmm. He was a clown. Hmm. Interesting. 
So to me, that's running away and enjoying the circus. Anyway, back to what Tim was asking us. I, th- I the other thing that's interesting about suicide is that uh, he he talked to us. He asked us about suicide rates, uh, about uh, believers taking delight in the fact that atheists might commit suicide more mm. than more than I. I tend to think, Tim, that atheists would be just as jerk as assholeish about it if the numbers went the other way. There would be those atheists out there who were so smug about, you see, our life is so much better than yours, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. I, I tend to think I see plenty of smug atheists out there. Yeah. I think the bulk of us would be great about it. Just like I think the bulk of, uh, I mean, I think we can all, I think everybody acknowledges that there's inherent sadness in right. suicide. Nobody wants suicide. No. Nobody wants there to be a rash of suicide. But I, but I, I don't think I can go with you down that road, Tim. I think I, I'm guessing that there would be plenty of atheists who would just be snarky trolls about that. Anyway, okay, Frank. Now you get to move on to the to the next thing. Well, now I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined everything. Hmm. Well, it's a good transition actually, because what we're talking about is grief. Yeah, and in fact. Um, we we i mean we've already said it because of events in our country mm. um both in boston primarily well i'm not going to put one above the other but definitely in boston and i would say this this event down in texas the the explosion the explosion at the fertilizer yeah. plant and the the devastation on that town has really i mean it's it's pretty shocking and and uh yeah. and it it's it's something that um feels just as senseless as anything else yeah um and um even more senseless because there was no there was no impulse there was no actor or like per- purposeful action behind it but so strangely, that we know I, I think about. i don't know i don't know about everybody else but I, I know personally like um i've i i find it harder when it's like some deranged person who mm. like in the case of Boston, plants a couple bombs and you, you wreaks find, that devastation huh. because it was it seems somehow it, it was preventable preventable in a totally different way and it has and it maliciousness. Was, there was this it. human thing, right. human failure, true, undeniable human failure. Whereas a plant explodes, there was probably some negligence. Right. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Or there was right? just randomness. Or there was randomness, and and that. Uh, I don't know. Somehow, for me, is not easier to deal with, but it doesn't have doesn't have that same sinking feeling. Sure, sure. Right. I have this sinking feeling with Boston, where it's just like, well, it's because someone is acting with yeah. malice yeah. toward their and fellow humans, yeah. and that's that's rough. And so we thought that, in light of that, we don't really want to talk about the details of the events. We want to talk more about responding as atheists. Right. And dealing with the grief and dealing with the, the, the mourning. Well, and it's tricky because, you know, you get, you, you know, the president goes down to Boston and, and you know, they have a huge interfaith service. Mm-hmm. But we don't feel necessarily as atheists invited to that table. You know, there's all, all, a yeah. lot of the talk. Yeah. A lot of the talk. And I think actually President Obama's more, much more careful about this. But, I mean, even he brings up God and whatever. Right. But he's more careful to, to make it a more... A more uh, universal. Universal message. But a lot of the talk is about, you know, you know um, 
my faith is getting me through this. We're all going to pray for these people. Mm-hmm. You know, all of, all of those things. These people are in a better place now. You know, mm-hmm. the, the kid, right. that, the kid that was killed. Uh, and well, yeah, that, you, you that's go back something... to Newtown, and they're all angels, right? Exactly. Right. They're yeah. looking. They're angels who are looking down on us now, yeah. and 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 how much how comforting it is to know that they're in a better place, and blah blah blah. Right. And that is not that. That's the opposite of comforting for us. Right. That's that. That's just offering blank, worthless platitudes. Yeah. And it hurts. Do you find that it hurts? Well, okay, when it's not personal, when it's something like Boston where I mm-hmm. have no personal connection, mm-hmm. it hurts. It doesn't hurt. It's it's mildly annoying. Mm. But I know how to work my myself through it. Right. When it, when my father died mm. and people were saying those things, it was hard. Yeah. It it wasn't I I didn't feel hurt that they were doing something mean to me. I didn't feel like they were doing anything that they were trying to be hurtful by any means. They're they're clearly trying to help. They're trying right. to offer something nice. But man, you know, it's just one of those things. And you know, I'm standing there. My father's just died. These people are saying all of these things. You know, he's in he- a better place now. You know, what comfort we better take place. in place. I just don't. I don't even understand that one. Like, I mean, you know, heaven is meant to be a better place. That's that's sort of the whole theology. So, okay. So they're so they're saying they're not they're saying he's in heaven now. Yeah, he's in heaven. Uh, you know, I believe he's you know he's he's gone to heaven. So he's with you know he's with his heavenly father, and he's you know he's he's happy and and free of all physical ailments and all of yeah. that sort of stuff. And and you know I I know that these people coming and talking to me are also grieving. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm going to berate them. I'm not going to go off. I'm not going to unleash and be like. Man, you know, screw all of that noise. I I don't believe that, and you're you, that's not helping me. Your your proffered solace is unavailing. <laughs> that's how I would go off. Oh, cool. You like that? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Good. I was getting real harsh there. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, but I, I it's uh, it's rough. It's rough when everyone around you feels totally at ease talking their bullshit to you mm-hmm. and you can you know, what do you what what can you do you have any thoughts well um i mean not <laughs> beyond just being civil <laughs> yeah well civility is <laughs> well and unfortunately it's the what, str- what usually ha- if you are the grieving mm-hmm. person in the in the scenario where you're sort of the one that people are coming up to and you're atheist, and they're saying whatnot to you. Right. Unfortunately, the responsibility is on you now. Yeah. They, they, and, 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 that, and I guess that's just part of being, I mean, that's what, just being a human being and yeah. having human exchanges where when one person is being fairly insensitive to you. Right. Or whether knowingly or not knowingly. Just being civil requires this effort. Yeah. It requires this, this, you know, this strength of will right. to just smile and say thank you. Right. You right. know. Yep. And and that's really, I mean, it's in in that scenario, that's that's all you can do. The, the, but but what yeah. do we do? I think though, because you know, we're in Utah, we're we're a, a thousand miles from one and yeah. two thousand miles from the other event. Right. Right. And so it's like. 
so going getting back to Boston, getting and, back to and Boston, Texas. Texas. You know, like what what do you? We 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 don't. It affects us in the sense of like we're saddened by it, mm. right? Um, and it's going to make other people around us at work or whatever our communities we you know are involved in, um, where we're going to be engaging other people who are saddened by it. Yeah. What's the response then? Because you don't. Nobody around us has the same. Has, has really anything. Like it doesn't affect them on on a personal level, right? It, right. It affects them on a on a societal level. Well, and 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 digging down, what is the root of of it? It's not just that we feel a connection to the people who who actually were, you know, some sort of human connection to these people. It's mm-hmm. also that we're afraid. Yeah. You know, this moment means, you know, if the Boston Marathon's not safe, right. Who knows what else is also not safe? So we're dealing with a whole bunch of insecurity. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a whole bunch of. Uh, there's a lot that's on that, that's packed into this, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it 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 can be tricky. So here's here's one thing that I came up with. Okay, I think it's good to find if you're having if you're struggling if you're worried if you're sad, mm-hmm. find people who are also non-believers mm. who are sad mm-hmm. because because at very least you know at very least then you know that you don't have to worry about you know navigating all of the, all of the belief talk mm-hmm. while you're doing it there's yeah. a there's a great um facebook page called grief beyond belief oh yeah that's okay. a that, that's a that, uh, seems to be a cool community to 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 hook up with and you know just post some stuff see see what people have to say that's fine grief beyond belief Right, that's grief. It's, it's. I just can't believe it. It's unbelievable. This is unbelievable <laughs> grief. The amount of grief that I'm feeling, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a. You found an interesting website. Did you? Do you still have the uh, the, the funeral website? Yes, up? I I cannot believe this website. <laughs> um, just a slightly lighter note, even though it's still sort of the same stuff. Um, I found this website called funeralwise.com that is, I think, I think the intended audience for this is um, uh, funeral directors. Okay. So when somebody comes walking in and and they announce that they are Scientologist or... um, uh, I need a funeral. uh, I need a funeral and we're we're or we're or we're whatever, Right. Right. They they have a resource to go and be like, okay, what do what, <laughs> what do I do? What don't I say? What do I say? Yeah, and and what was interesting is that they have an atheist funeral section, but it, it says atheist funeral customs, which I love because it's like we have so I, many customs, so many customs as atheists, <laughs> um, such a tight knit community <laughs> being you know that we are. Um, we only bring chocolate cake and never fruit. Pies. You will offend the morning atheist <laughs> if you arrive with cut flowers. <laughs> Apparently, not that you'll offend. Uh, uh, I was looking around. That I I had no clue here. Uh, Jewish funerals. It is not very common for there to be flowers. Oh, that was one of the tidbits I found here. Okay, interesting stuff. Yeah. Anyways, also um, they use uh, Jewish funeral traditions. As an example of how to have a green funeral and burial. Oh. 
which I, I thought was really interesting that they're just sort of naturally automatically their, their practices are, are just sort of green they don't they embalm. use just like a basic yeah no embalming they use just like a basic box hmm. um with like no like adornments or whatnot they use like uh, vegetable-based glue on the on the on the coffin if they need some kind of glue as opposed to, to like an, an animal base, base. Oh, and okay. like all this stuff that's like really really green which i was like wow i need to take some notes here yeah. even though i want to be cremated let's face it yeah but anyways um so yeah so the atheist funeral um let's see uh there, there were some good tidbits in here like uh, there was there was a part where they were talking about how um, at an atheist funeral, it is best to avoid platitudes like she's in a better place now or he's watching us from heaven now. <laughs> uh, while these kind of these these kinds of comment are usually taken as intended, that is, as expressions of comfort and sympathy, they can just as easily be avoided. Yeah. Um, that said, most religious ten- attendees would not feel out of place or offended by a humanist ceremony. The focus of the event will center on sincerity and affection for the deceased and his or her family and close friends. At most humanist services, family, friends, and even acquaintances may be asked to share their fond memories mm. with others in attendance. Yeah, It's nice. There's, it talks a lot about how it's because there's no belief in an afterlife, there's no... The, the the focus just shifts to the person, right? Which is so nice. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of our we, uh, you know, our friend Eric, right, who passed away, God, six or seven years now, right, ago. Yeah, um, and he had his big Catholic funeral that his family had for him, and it was just traditional. I mean, sure, and it was big Catholic funeral, right? Um, and um, but then the friends about a, was it like three weeks after that. Yeah, it seemed, it was something like it seemed like three or four weeks after he passed. Because the away. funeral was was in Montana, right? Was in Montana, and, and so, it was right after he passed away. Right. And that was in January, and I remember this being in sort of mid to late February. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, he um, we just had the nicest memorial service for him. It was great because Eric wasn't Eric wasn't you know a he believer. Didn't, he didn't care about Catholicism, not at all. I mean. To be honest, I didn't really know, like, in retrospect, I, I couldn't say what he actually, if he had some sort of, you know, spiritual... But not religious. But not or, religious yeah, thing I don't going. Yeah, I don't know what but his belief in, in light was. of that, none of us really knew, but we knew he wasn't religious. Right. And so we had this wonderful service mm. where it, it was, was great. It was in a lar- It was in a very large theater space. Right. Well, a fairly large theater space. It wasn't yeah. huge, but it was a good-sized theater space. Um, he was an actor, yeah. and so that was fitting. And uh, and people came out of the woodwork, and we just had the uh, like an open mic yeah. at one point where people could get up. There was music from like some musician friends of his, and it was just lovely. It was it great, was really nice, yep. and it was such the appropriate send off. Yeah, and and it's not and 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 to my mind, I I don't care about sending them off. I care about. Everybody who's still alive, mm-hmm. sorting their feelings out, and for me, sure. that's what it was about. It was these people, you know, it was about a communal sort of uh, sorting through their our feelings mm-hmm. as, as as a group of people who had lost someone. Yeah, and that's I, I mean, I think that's what's important. So it, so I, I mean, I think that's, I guess that I, I guess that goes back to to my uh, to my thought of you know if you're struggling with something. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to deal with, 
<laughs> you know, if you're mourning about something, you're going to hear phrases like, we're mm-hmm. praying for you or, right. you know, in a better place. All of those things. But you can also, but but you can find people who are, who are along, uh, who who think in your way, right? With whom you can you can discuss it. Yeah, and hopefully you're not in the angry stage when you hear one of these comments. If you are, <laughs> fuck it. You know, whatever. Just get angry. Do whatever you got to do. Lash um, out. Y- you know, another nice thing you could do. Greta Christina, whom who we interviewed hmm. uh, uh, several months ago on right. our show. Okay. She wrote an interesting piece for Alternet. Oh really? Um, called "When It's Not God's Plan: Eight Things to Say to Grieving Nonbelievers." Oh wow! I would recommend you know if if you're worried about it and you know that you're going to be going to a funeral, send that send that to your family members and mm. just say, "Hey, I'm not a believer. I know you guys all are. I I won't take comfort in some of the things that I know that you take comfort in. Here are some things that I'm great to talk about. Mm -hmm. And they're all universal. They're all just expressions of empathy and sympathy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what can I do to help? These are all very useful things. Mm -hmm. But, yes, I don't think there's anything wrong. As long as it's not abrasive and mean, send something out to people, you know. Send an email that just says, hey, I'm really having a hard time right now. I really, it would really be helpful to me. If you would mm-hmm. just read this and 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 know where I'm coming from, yeah, I think that that's fine. I think that's, that's fine, but I think it's also you you need to gird up your loins and <laughs> yes, and prepare yourself and go and be strong, be strong because there yeah, you're gonna hear something that that isn't gonna fit your worldview, but that's that's life that's life that's constant. we're constantly confronting things that are not. That do not jive with our worldview. Totally. And as atheists in this society, we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Unfortunately. We, we have to learn to deal with it. And, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with just letting it slide. Mm-hmm. There's not, it's, it's, it's all just, uh, yeah. You, you don't know. have to call it people out all the time. Right. But that doesn't mean you can't go and find someone, some like-minded person to bitch about it with <laughs> later. <laughs> Right to us. We'll, yeah. b- we'll bitch we'll, about it with we'll you. We'll bitch with you. All right. Okay. Well, I I I hope you all are doing okay after after yeah. the the whole. It's been a rough week. That's I, all. That's it, all. I'm, it was a rough week. That's what we're getting at here. It was a rough week. Yeah. But we love you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah. Feel free to like us. And uh, and yeah, share share your your thoughts on all this stuff. Yeah, with the with the community there. Yeah, we're getting um, up to what four hundred and fifty some odd likes. Yeah, at this point we should. Um, uh, and let me tell you, it's lively. It's getting lively it's on get, the Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we encourage it. Yeah, we want we want you guys to 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 interact with us and with the, with each other. Um, other also, you can email us at thankgodimatheist.com. Uh, sorry, podcast. Pod, sorry, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. You can go to thankgodimatheist.com. Check out the blog. We post yeah. occasionally. Uh, follow in the footsteps of other fine listeners and, and donate to us. Yeah. Help us uh, pay for this upcoming uh, road trip, which is going to cost us a pretty penny. And there's also our voicemail, 424-666-8442. Yeah. We'd like to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for their... For their- generosity and letting us use their music yep and uh we'd like to wish you all a better week than the last one (laughs) all right bye-bye take care